Father God, I am just learning how to pray. Bear with me. First, I thank you for the life of everyone that's here with me. Then I thank you for the love you give me. Why? I don't know. I don't deserve it, and it hurts inside. Many a nights I cried and called your name out loud, but didn't call you when I was doing good, too proud. And still you gave me love. I wasn't used to that. Most of the people that gave me love ended up taking it back. That's something new to me. So I'm asking you for time to adjust. Let me make it there. I will be one you can trust. What I stand for, I put my life on, I do. I guess what I'm asking is, show me how to stand for you. And I will rap for you, sing for you, reach for you, preach for you, teach for you. I will love you like you love me, unconditionally. And I will always be prepared for whatever the mission will be. Give the nutrition to me, and I'll properly digest it. And when I give it back, I will show you word well invested. And whenever I go, before I go, let me give. Thanks to you, Lord, for my birth, for every day that I've lived. You gave me a love most of my life I didn't know was there. I give you my life because you cared. Amen. 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 Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 59 of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Marcel Williams. Now, of course, we had to play things a little bit more somber in the beginning here because uh, we just lost a, a legend, an icon, as I call him, the king of transparency. Aww. That's right, Mr. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, mostly known as DMX, um, at the age of 50 years old is uh, no longer on earth here with us, but of course he will forever remain in our hearts because he is a massive influence and um, pivotal part of our culture. Um, now, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because again, this is not, um, I feel like everyone wants to, to you know, grieve in their own way and um, this may have affected some people a bit more than, than others. Um, I just, you know, it's always kind of interesting whenever somebody passes in, in the media and we start to see all of this, um, this old footage kind of resurfacing and DMX is one of those anomalies where even in him being alive, people always made it a point to explain and express how important he was to um, the culture and just, you know, his presence and how, um, influential he is. And in watching some of the people really close to him, like Swiss beats, you know, put out these, these messages and statements and videos, um, getting really emotional and passionate. It's again, like you, you want, like what, what else can you do in order to give somebody their flowers? And, and I'm glad that he got to, um, be on the verses, which is of course a, a way for people to celebrate, um, you know, those who 
may not be getting the attention or the acknowledgement that they, they deserve for what they've contributed. But, um, yeah, DMX is one of those people where, um, even in hearing Swiss beats talk about him is he's always putting people before himself. Um, the way he prays, the way he, um, moves is just so passionate and, and compelling. So, um, a huge loss and, um, definitely before his time, only 50 years old, which, you know, came at the same time that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh also passed away. And here's my thing, you know, and I don't want to be too insensitive about this, but this guy was 99 years old, doesn't have a real last name. And I'm just curious for those who have been very moved and, uh, emotional about the passing of this 99 year old, um, Royal, what was your attachment to the Prince? I'm genuinely curious because for me, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very much indifferent about this. Maybe it's because he lived such a long life. Like 99 is old. Um, anyone who thinks otherwise is, uh, like, I don't know, like I've said this before, but for me, if I make it to my mid sixties, that seems like a lot of life to live. I'm 33 and I'm like, bruh, how much more of this do I have to put up with? Because the reality is, you know, once you've done a certain amount of things, you're just coasting at that point. You're just existing rather. So, I mean, look, if, if you are heartbroken about Prince Philip's passing, tell me why. Cause, uh, you know, I'm seeing people saying, you know, absolutely devastating. Really? Is it devastating? Like how long did you expect this person to live? Um, so anyways, uh, but again, if that's insensitive to you, I don't know what to tell you. This, this guy was born literally a hundred years ago in 1921, but you know, my heart goes out to those affected. Um, let's get into some of these, uh, segments over here because I am going to completely annihilate an establishment. But before I do that, I do want to get into some of these other segments first, cause they are very brief. So the first on the docket is the ratchet of the week. Let's get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Ay. Let's get ratchet. 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 Ay. Let's get ratchet. 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 Let's get ratchet indeed. Now, this one's very brief. And if you're just listening in, don't worry. It's only about 10 seconds. So you will be confused because all you're going to hear is the sounds. But if you are watching, you'll be equally as confused as I was about 15 minutes ago when I first saw this. So um, this popped up on the timeline. I don't know if somebody was trying to be funny, trying to be creative or just trying to be safe. Um, But I'm going to let you be the judge. So let's see what this week's ratchet of the week entails that's right if you are watching that was a young madame with a nutsack for a mask I don't know how it's staying on there. Maybe just through the suction. Um, however, if she actually goes out in public with that and is wondering why people are looking at her crazy, well, it's because you've got a scrotum attached to your face. Um, you know, she's she's bringing new meaning to, um, you know, tongue in the nuts. She's giving new meaning to 
um, the teabag expression, but um, congratulations. You are by far this week's ratchet of the week. Now, this one again is, uh, it's, it's a whose man's is this. However, it should be more of a who, whose woman's is this, but I, I definitely have the gentleman to blame in this video as well for um, some of the things being said in this video that have me a little perplexed. So this is this week's whose man's is this. Whose man's is this? I need to know. I really need to know. Now you're gonna have to listen very carefully because um, due to the lack of teeth in uh, both of these people's mouths, it's very difficult to understand what's actually being said here. Um, but let's just find out whose man's this is. That's my husband. And if anybody fuck with him, they fuck with me. Tell him who you are. I'm nasty, nice. I he never nasty. Had, never had an off day in my life. I take all your women plus your wife. I make you dance in my beat all your life. Now you mad. That's your husband? Now you mad. It's my woman, bro. It's my woman. This is how we get down, man. He, <laughs> he likes filming. <laughs> my favorite part of that whole video is that, you know, well, there's two parts. One, he pulls down the mask to tell you, I'm nasty nice. And he's got, you know, a couple of teeth in his mouth left. Um, but, you know, I need this kind of love in my life where somebody will just, you know, do the ad-libs for me, have the dance moves ready. But... Um, the best part of this video is by far at the end of the video, she, you know, she's riding for him so much for the, the whole 20 seconds that this thing is. And then at the end, he felt it necessary to shove her out of the way. So congratulations. Uh, whose man is this? I think we do know that this gentleman belongs to this madame, but we really want to know whose man's this is. Um, all right. So now this is something that I'm going to go ranting and raving about for a while. So before I get into that, I do want to mention the fact that I, um, have been slowly but surely booking some work and I'm very excited about it because, um, you know, if I'm being completely honest, the first job that I booked was, uh, me doing a reenactment for a show, you know, like those, like those docu-series where, you know, somebody's getting killed or whatever. And then they do have all the reenactments. So I was just one of those people there. And that set wasn't very enticing because this was in January when, you know, we were at the peak of all of the COVID drama in the cold. So everyone is, you know, low morale. It's freezing outside. Um, the set that I was on, people were agitated. It was a few days. I had a bad experience with a rental car that the tire exploded on me on the highway. So that, you know, wasn't really a great first impression for me jumping into this new world of acting, if you will call it that. So since then, I've booked um, a couple of other jobs. One of them, well, all of them after that being commercials. One of them was for an alcoholic beverage, which the set was great. Everyone in there was like really, you know, young. They're all essentially my demographic. And um, I did five minutes of work. Um, I saw the commercial. It was whatever, but um, considering that I got a a decent sum of funds for five minutes of work, I'm not going to complain. Um, and the next thing I did is, is for an app that I don't think is even coming out in Canada. I think it's like a Lithuanian app or something crazy like that. But um, that was also, you know, a very cool set, very chill, very relaxed. But this last one that I just did that I just completed yesterday. So it was three days. The sun's coming out also for an alcoholic beverage. And 
it was a lot of fun. And it was cool because normally when you're in these types of settings, even though it's like, you know, it's still like considered a, a creative field, it's still very much work and you have to treat it with a certain amount of professionalism and, you know, um, the call time is really early, like 7 a.m. So you got to make sure that you show up on time. But everyone was like beyond nice and beyond chill, but still very much efficient. I got to say this was like the most well-run set that I'd seen where everyone had, you know, they, they had like 15 minutes or yeah, 15 minutes for each shot to shoot. And um, there's like a bunch of commercials that they shot within these three days um, that are going to appear on, you know, billboards and social media and they were shooting GIFs and um, they had photos and all different types of assets. So what made it so chill was that, you know, the, the, the actors that I was with were all, um, you know, super down to earth, really friendly. And um, the crew was like, you know, like usually when you break for lunch, it's kind of like, you know, the talent is on one side and then the crew is on the other side. We were all kind of intermingled and we, we all exchanged, you know, previous stories about being on different sets and, you know, gave recommendations for shows to watch and just talking about life experience and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was really, really cool. So um, I'm hoping that I can book more work similar to that. Of course, that's being, you know, extremely optimistic. Um, but I'm happy that I'm in a place where I am getting booked and I'm still being sent a lot of different auditions and as much as this pandemic has been difficult um, for everyone um, myself included I at least find some solace in the fact that um, I'm I'm busy and I had a conversation with uh, one of my best friends talking about you know how we were both so tired and exhausted but we have to take a step a step back and really just be grateful for the fact that you know even though the world is kind of upside down and flipped over on its head that we're at least privileged enough to be in an opportunity and a position where we are still very busy and um you know we still are contributing to this world that we happen to reside in so i just want to share that very grateful um and uh there was one of the other i wanted to bring this up but i didn't want to bring this up but i'm gonna bring this up so it's funny because not this last episode but the the episode prior i mentioned just briefly what it was like to spin the block on someone and kind of like revisit someone maybe just as a friend even though you've had history and kind of like the opposite situation happened with um somebody on set now we never spoke about it in the 72 hours that we were around each other but there was somebody on set that i had matched with on a dating app we had exchanged phone numbers this was years ago um and uh we never ended up hanging out and i remember one time i had messaged them and they were like oh actually i have a boyfriend i think they blocked me on everything like all social media they blocked my number on whatsapp or whatever and i was like damn that's crazy and at the time i remember just being like oh that's crazy like it just seems kind of like cold just to you know like i didn't do anything to you why you block me but then you know kind of looking back at it now it's like it's really not that deep um but yeah we never even spoke about it once on set i don't even know if this person remembers but i feel like you kind of do you kind of do, even though it's it's just like one of those unspoken things. But, um, you know, I hope she's well. I hope she's well in her relationship. If it is still a thing, it wasn't mentioned. Um, and, of course, you know, I've moved on. You know, I'm doing my thing. I'm no longer, no longer abstinent. So congratulations to me. That's right. I repopped my cherry again. 
Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a great time on set. I hope I get to book more work such as that. Um, but right now I'm going to get into the last segment because it's going to be a bit of a rant, if you will. So let's get into this week's toxic, shall we? Son, where'd you find this? All right, so now this, you don't get a video. You don't even get audio. All you get is me talking shit for a good five minutes. Now, I've mentioned on this podcast before that I'm going through what I would call a dental dilemma. Now, my dilemma is when I first moved back to Toronto, I had chipped my tooth. Now, this is a tooth that was previously chipped, so it was the filling that essentially just wiggled itself out in the midst of the evening, but my issue was is that I didn't know how the whole dental universe was operating throughout the pandemic, and I also didn't want to go anywhere too far in the winter because I am working from home, so between the business hours of 9 to 5, I am unable to go to any establishment. So I Google some places that are nearby without doing my due diligence, and I ended up pulling up to this spot. Now, I don't know if it was intuition I don't know if it was my sixth sense or it could have just been common sense. But something just didn't sit well with me from my first interactions with this place. Now, I won't go into the early stages of my experience with this dental office because I did talk about it on a previous episode. But just a brief summary is I explained what it was that I was looking to get done several times before I had gone to this dental office because they asked me over the phone. They asked me to submit something online. And then once I showed up, I had to fill out a document and then I had to explain it to a dental hygienist, then finally explaining to the dentist, then having to come in another time just to finally begin the process of getting this work done. Now, what was I looking for? I had had Invisalign prior to coming back to Toronto. It's trying to get the bolts shaved off, trying to get my teeth whitened, then getting my filling fixed so that it would match the whitening and it would all be a cohesive mouthpiece. So I go into this dental office tell me I got to talk to the orthodontist. Now, right away, and I've said this before, but now after looking at the reviews, you know, post-drama, it all makes sense, and I'm actually the idiot in this whole situation. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a cautionary tale for anyone who is maybe looking to embark on any type of, you know, reoccurring visits to a place. So whether it be a physiotherapist, psychologist, dental office, you know, family practitioner, whatever it is, Make sure that you are doing your research. You try to find as many reviews or testimonials of this establishment before you actually step foot. Because I got to say, this was a top tier bungle on behalf of myself and this dental office. Come on, man. So I was supposed to get my teeth whitened on the 7th of this month, which also happens to be my little brother's birthday. So happy 30th birthday to him. So I'm thinking to myself... Okay, I've already given you a deposit. I don't know why I had a weird accent on that. Deposit. So I've given them this money and they gave me some take at home, you know, whitening kind of peroxide type 
product to put on my teeth, which I've already paid for the molds, which took forever to even get back from them. And I'm burning my gums like they're literally turning white and bleeding and stuff as I'm using this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to miss this um, dental appointment. And it was scheduled for around 515 because I worked until five. So I was supposed to go after work, but then I got booked on a commercial. So I told them, look, uh, I just got booked for this thing. I may have to cancel. They're like, well, if you do cancel, it'll be $75 for a cancellation fee to which I said, um, well, I can't give you too much notice. And you're calling me on a Thursday happens to be good Friday and then good. And then, uh, Easter Monday. So everything's closed. So I don't know how much notice I can give you. I could probably call in the Tuesday prior to the Wednesday, but that's the best that I can do. They're like, no problem. Notify us on the Tuesday. Won't charge your cancellation fee. I'm like, all right, bet. So I try to call on the Tuesday. Of course, their office was closed. I didn't leave a voicemail because I got distracted. So that's my bad. I will take the accountability on that. I dropped the ball. However, the next day, this receptionist calls in and says, hey, um, it's 526. Your appointment was at 510. Just wanting to know if you're coming in. So I was on set. Finally, I wiggled away and was able to make a phone call back and called them and said, yes, I will not be in attendance. Um, I guess I have to pay the $75 cancellation fee. To which she says, oh, um, well, I'm going to get the other receptionist to call you tomorrow. Mm, first red flag. Why can't you just tell me what I owe you at this point? So then I get a phone call the next day, and it's this mean receptionist, the one who just is the bearer of bad news all the time. So she tells me, oh, we actually had you scheduled for a two-hour session, so it's going to be $150. To which I said, since when is it a cancellation fee per hour and since when is it supposed to be two hours so now she's arguing with me and saying look you signed the consent forms and you agreed to these cancellation fees and all these restrictions and all this kind of stuff and i'm like no i didn't because every single time i go in there because you guys have been sus since day one i ask for a receipt and a copy of everything that i sign because i don't want these types of miscommunications to which she goes and puts me on hold for 15 minutes now i'm pacing around in the sun basking minding my own business. She finally comes back to me and says, well, we're not going to charge you the $100, uh, $150 cancellation fee. Um, and we're actually going to give you a deposit back. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's nice of them. And she's like, yeah. And, uh, you have to look for a new dentist because we will not be working with you moving forward. Aww. And I was like, that's fine, bitch. You guys were trash anyways. So now I, as I was on hold, I got a little bit curious and then I pulled up their actual dental office reviews. Now, the only reason that I haven't added a review yet is because I have to still go into the dental office for whatever reason to get my reimbursement back for my deposit. You'd think that with, you know, the technology that we have right now, you would reverse the shit and then we'd never have to see each other again. Now I said, okay, cool. I'll come in this weekend because I know you guys are open Saturday to which she says, I'm not going to be there myself and nobody else can do it. So she wants some face-to-face -face smoke with me, which is cool because I'm here for it. But now as I'm reading some of these reviews, some of these things I probably should have read prior to going into this dental office, but I'm going to share them here with you. So someone says here, this place was horrible and such a ripped off. Mm, not the best grammar. They just wanted to sell you products and keep asking you to revisit. They charged me $500, $500 in total for a dental hygiene and had me come in for two separate appointments to just do the cleaning. 
each time they just do half of your mouth. Though I have my insurance covered, but still, if you want to get ripped off and waste your time, then please go ahead. Now, this is just one of the many one star reviews, but I'm actually going to go and read what some of the responses are from the dental office. So now they say, hi, and I'm not going to disclose their name. Sorry to see that you felt it necessary to place a review instead of getting information at the office. I understand that our associate doctor and staff were actually very accommodating to you on the way out of your last appointment. You also originally told the staff that you thought you were charged $800 for your two appointments, which was not really the case. Now, here's my thing, right? Usually when you see companies responding to people's bad reviews, they're very much like, oh, very sorry, whatever, whatever. This motherfucker likes to challenge everybody because I'm looking at some of these reviews and hold on, I'm on the second page. Let me go back to the first page where all the fresh smoke is. This, and I'm going to go and give you more details as to why this doctor I think is ass, but hold on a second. Let me just find one where this guy gives a short retort. All right, right here. So somebody leaves this nice scathing review saying another reviewer commented that she felt like she was at a used car lot and I couldn't think of a more appropriate description. They tried to sell me a million different things on my first visit, electrical toothbrush, special mouthwash, and even braces. I'm a 37 year old and I've been complimented many times, including by my former dentist on having straight teeth. Everything seemed dishonest, sleazy, and money, money, money driven. Um, they go on to say how they had a consultation, da 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 so on and so forth. And then they're like, yes, this location is good. There is no denying that. But I'd rather travel a few blocks further for a dentist that is competent, honest, and pays attention to the patients. <laughs> uh, see, now I can relate to this one. And I like how somebody voted one for funny and one for cool. I definitely am actually going to second that. And now the dentist, you know, of course, not sitting well with him. He decides to come and say, thank you for your comment. I'm sorry that you found it necessary to create a comment when we have no record of you coming back to adjust any fillings we did. In fact, you were unhappy with the filling treatment. We would have, oh wait, hold on. If you were unhappy with the filling treatment, we would have, we would have and still will gladly refund the cost of the filling you had done um, at the other dentist. No questions asked as the health of our patients is the utmost importance. Now that's cap. We have no record of receiving a call from you or the other dentist on this matter. I apologize if you think we're selling toothbrushes. We have above the standard of practice training and experience in diagnosis and treating gum disease with non-surgical treatment options, which include, in some cases, a special electric toothbrush available only through dental offices. Given this, we also do gum surgeries and most people prefer to try the non-surgical approach first. So again, we will gladly refund you the cost of the feeling in question, and we wish you the best with your oral health care. Now, here's where I'm going to have to call Cap yet again with this guy. So the first portion of this person's argument was that they were, um, they felt like there was a used car lot. I couldn't agree more because this motherfucker was trying to upsell me left, right, and center. I came in there very assertive about the things that I needed done, and I had to explain it at least five times to everybody in that place. I said, I need my bolts shaven off, teeth whitened, filling fixed. This guy was like, yeah, but you know, I'm not really an orthodontist, but I can definitely, you know, align some things for you and I can give you these special trays. And you know, if we do this kind of treatment, then you know, it'll make sure that your bite's this. So now do you understand why I need it to, you know, all this kind of stuff? And I'm like, okay, cool. You just give me like nine different treatments 
but you still haven't addressed the first things that I said. So finally, we came to an agreement where he's like, all right, cool. You know what? How about you just come in? We'll get your teeth molded so that we can at least get you fitted for the whitening, and then we'll get your bolts shaved off. I'm like, all right, bet. So then he says, but I want you to think about all of these things, and I'm going to provide you some quotes, and my receptionist will call you tomorrow before you have to come in the following day to get your bolts shaved off, and then we'll take it from there. I'm like, no problem. I show up to this dental office two days later. This guy says, so did you come to a decision? To which I said, hold on a second. You said that you were waiting on files and folders from my previous orthodontist before you could even really suggest where he left off and where you can take over. To which he says, oh yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, I just got your consent form, so I'm gonna work on getting those documents right away. But yeah, let's just move forward with this. So I'm like, hold on a second. You're over here trying to negotiate but you couldn't even get the first things done. And your receptionist never called me to give me any quotes. I had to follow up and they still didn't have any price quotes as to how much you were trying to charge me for all these bogus treatments. So now he finally shaves down the bolts from my teeth from the Invisalign. And he's like, yeah, if there's anything that's like, you know, still kind of there, let me know and then we can shave it off. I'm like, bro, there's a chunk still on my tooth. And he's like, nah, that's your tooth. I can't shave that down. Listen, motherfucker, I've had these bolts on and off at least six times throughout the entire Invisalign process. Never once did I feel a little chunk there. So you're obviously capping and you're obviously just trying to, you know, evade having to do more work or you're just really shitty at your job. So I plan on leaving a very scathing review, but until I get my funds back, I'm going to keep it PC and just roast them on my pod. Um... But yeah, that guy, complete and utter trash. And um, I would highly recommend that you don't go there. If you are looking for a dental office and you're like, oh, Marcel, I really hope I don't go to that place. Hit me up and I'll definitely give you the red flag. I won't be giving the name out yet until I get my funds back. Uh, but with that being said, um, that's all I wanted to rant and rave about. Um, I did have a note here that Clubhouse is declining. They did just roll out their monetization feature for some creatives. Not everyone has access to it, myself included. I do not have access to it. Aww. But, you know, um, hopefully those who are on there and are you know hoping to make some funds, I hope they, you know, become wealthy influencers on Clubhouse. But it was pretty inevitable that once people were starting to go back outside, that they wouldn't really have time to be sitting on an app talking to a bunch of strangers all day, every day. But either way, um, that's it for me. I feel like I am just about to, yeah, I just creeped over the 30 minute mark. So that's it for me this week. But thanks for listening. I know it was uh, very rant heavy, but what did you expect? I just had a whole dental dilemma and I'm over it. So uh, I will see you next Monday. Make sure that if you are listening on the DSPs that you leave a review, not like the ones that we just read out loud from this dental office that will, shall remain unknown until I get my funds back. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, and I will see you next week. Peace.